Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your girl, Jessie May. Thanks for checking in another week. This is going to be a Dr. P episode, so strap in. I'm going to be giving you some tough love advice. Well, Dr. P is, you know, but it's me. And speaking of me, come see me live. My wide open tour continues. I apologize to everybody who came out to the New Jersey shows. I had a family emergency to deal with. Those shows will be made up, but if you would like to come see me some someplace else, your ticket is good to any of my other shows. Just email me at jessiemaypelusocomedy at gmail.com, and myself or Debbie will hit you back and get you set up. But this weekend, September 3rd and 4th, Labor Day weekend, I will be at Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco, Friday and Saturday. Come on out. I'll be with my brother, comedian and mentor, Mr. Leo Flowers. He will be a comedy, uh, accompanying me on the weekend. Come hang out, Cobb's Comedy Club. And I'll also be in Alaska the following weekend, British Columbia, Edmonton. We will also be in the Girl Tour is going to be kicking off with Carly and I. Our podcast, Girl, will be live in New York City. We're going to be doing stand-up and a live podcast recording. That's at the City Winery, October 9th. Get tickets for that on my website, jessiemay.com, for all tickets. As well as a bunch of other info, merchandise and videos. A place where you can just enjoy me from afar, but close. Please come to a live show. Come check it out. We're having a lot of fun. I'm excited to get back on the road with Carly as well. I'm pumped. Our podcast is coming out tomorrow. Fingers crossed everything goes smoothly. That'll be a Patreon-only podcast that you guys can enjoy. And I almost forgot... Mike Tully and I, our podcast is coming out as well. The name I cannot say. (laughs) How are we going to find it? Just go to Mike Tully and my Instagram. Go to my Instagram and Mike Tully's Instagram. We will be promoting the heck out of it. Why didn't I just say hell? Am I trying to clean up my act? Check it out. The new podcast between Mike and I will be coming out as well. And the girl podcast. So much fun shit. And if you haven't already watched Tattoo Redo on Netflix, watch it. Your girl is the host. I'm covered in tattoos. A bunch I feel like I should get redone myself. But for now, I'm hosting a show where other people are getting it redone. And they don't get to choose the tattoo. Their friend does. It's so much fun. Tattoo Redo on Netflix. Check it out. I'm so proud of it. I wish my parents were alive to see their girl on the big screen because Netflix is basically our cable now. So, hey, we can't have it all. We got to stay grateful and... That's a big theme in today's episode. Today's episode is a special episode, a part two of Dr. Peluso. We had so many questions submitted the last couple weeks, we had to stretch it out and it'll continue. But for now, this is part two from the last 
Dr. P episode that we had. So I hope you guys enjoy this with board uncertified with a PhD in THC, Dr. Peluso. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Jessie. Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary. A deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. Hey guys. This is part two of last week's, oh, this matches, last week's Dr. P episode. I got my stethoscope on and it matches my shirt and... I couldn't be happier, truly. I also am drinking um, another cocktail, a hard kombucha, which is basically uh, drinks for people who are in denial, that they just want drinks. It's made with real fruit, USD orga- USDA organic, not a sponsor. I just like hard kombuchas, you know, and like I say, good doctors are always drunk. Oh, excuse you. There we go. Fangul. Let's get the party started. Continuation of last week's Dr. P. Cheers. This is a hibiscus lime, apple, honey, green tea, cane sugar, jun kombucha. Mm, That sounds delicious. Let's try her. Wow. I just got these at Trader Joe's and I have to say they're delicious. And last week, remember? Forgot the J. I take it back. Good doctors aren't drunk. Good doctors are high. I got a cute new lighter. Check this out. Very classy stuff. And uh, let's let's get this Dr. P episode rolling. Oh, Jesus. I almost burned my fucking microphone. That would have been embarrassing. Happy motherfucking Dr. Peluso. That's delicious. I don't know what I'm smoking. There we go. Now we're ready. And I got these adorable ashtrays, custom made. Look who's in it. It's clean now because I just cleaned it out. It's a uh, Gene Wilder. Well, it's it's Willy Wonka. Okay, three mini hits. Doc, the doctor's in. The doctor is in. What do we got here? Bamboo Love Thirteen Blunts or Joints? That is the question. Also, have a great day. That's so funny. As I kick off this episode with a joint, I don't like blunt paper like I don't like backwards my cousin Allie who you guys have met Alexandra Bianchi um a VP at Atlantic Records she smokes blunts (laughs) I've been trying to upgrade and luxuriate that bitch's smoking style but you know people like what they like and that's cool I'm not knocking her I'm not knocking anybody who likes blunts live your life but I'm telling you, why not smoke a way that won't completely burn your lungs? I think the whole point of marijuana, besides how amazing of a medicine it is, is that it is somewhat healthier, contrary to a lot of doctors' popular beliefs. <laughs> Dr. Daniel Ahmed, him and I have a point of contention, and he does make a good point, a solid point. He is an actual doctor, and I am not. So 
take this with a grain of salt. And, uh, you know, it's not necessarily weed isn't thought of by those doctors as something healthy, but comparative to cigarettes, it's supposed to be the healthier. It's the healthier option, you know, and the fact that I think it's a medicine is just what I'm standing by. I'm not, you know, going to act like I know every single detail when it comes to the science of smoking. I can only tell you what it's done for me and how it's made me feel. And when it comes down to like blunts or joints, blunts make me feel like I smoked a cigarette. And I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't smoke them. I don't like them. It's not my thing. Um, I, I want nothing to do with your damn cigarettes. So joints all day. And I've started doing edibles. I, I mean, started for years, but you know, microdosing. Small little scoochie magoochies. Just a little bit. You know, really, edibles really help me with grief. Marijuana has helped me with grief, and we'll get into that in a grief survival guide episode, which I owe you guys. I have one coming up soon. But yeah, you know, I'm not gonna, I don't wanna, if I'm smoking weed, I want it to be as healthy as it can be. I don't wanna feel like I'm hacking and coughing and, you know, backwards or just sorry, trash. It's trash. And I'm standing by that. And Dr. Daniel Amon's probably like, well, weed is trash too. Well, you may be an actual psychiatrist with framed degrees on your wall. I have an open wall. So you guys listen to who you want to listen to, okay? I told you, I'm not a real doctor. Just a bitch who's been through some shit. Mm. Ekinoff. Ekinoff? Ekinoff. How do you deal with shitty family members? (laughs) Um, Wow. You don't have to. I learned that recently in the past couple years. I keep trying to fix my underwear. Anybody watching this video, I apologize. I'm fidgety today. It must be my new uh, my new workout routines really getting blood pumping through my body. I I don't deal with shitty family members. That's something I took away from therapy and learning that you don't have to put up with somebody just because you're related to them. If you live with them, that's one thing. That sucks, and you have to figure out how to make the space harmonious as much as you can. And you have to learn how to create space for yourself and boundaries. And boundaries are a really important thing for any relationship. And a lot of the times, people build resentment because the other person didn't magically read their mind. And the hard work is requesting things, making requests and asking things of people and a lot of people don't want to do that but they expect other people to know what they want and when those other people don't deliver they build resentment and then you guys can imagine the rinse uh, the the wash rinse and repeat cycle that goes on it's it's not a healthy way to live but when it comes to family members and any relationship you have you have to make requests you got to set boundaries and you have to remove yourself and preserve your energy It's all about energy preservation and realizing that you can't pour from an empty cup. And some people, according to a saying, a a quote that I can't remember who said it, but I really love it and I think it's true. Some people, there are three types of people in the world. Some people, when they enter the room, they make it better. Some people, when they enter the room, they make it neutral. And some people, when they enter the room, they make it worse. And that's all... um, relating to energy it has to do with people's energy and what it does to yours and 
dealing with shitty family members to me sounds like a very draining experience. It sounds exhausting. And you're not going to be able to pour for the people in your life who aren't draining. And then you're going to project this energy that you got because you're empty and you weren't able to fill yourself. And it's just going to be this vicious, infectious cycle that goes around in society. And so I think the first thing to do is to create some fucking boundaries with Aunt Janet. I have an Aunt Janet. She's great. It just was a name that popped into my head. But create some boundaries. And the first boundary is you don't have to answer every fucking phone call or text. It is not your job to validate the insecurities and emotions of other people. It is not your job unless you're a therapist. (laughs) And even then, I'm sure they build boundaries. But in general, for the rest of us, the general pop, you don't have to. And so much of us feel guilt that we err on the side of being available instead of erring on the side of preservation for ourselves. Let me tell you, being available is exhausting. Being available to everybody will run you to the ground and make it so that you are so exhausted that everything is miserable and you're not enjoying life. I know I've been there and I've started to really set some boundaries for myself, for people in my life, for the way I'm making requests. I'm learning to make requests better. That's the other thing. Like, you know, we, we expect and make assumptions and expectations and assumptions are just a direct line to disappointment. It is a fast pass to disappointment because what those two things do is they set up a letdown because you are doing the easy route of communication, which is non-communication. Um, I'll just expect that he'll do this. I'm not going to tell him that's what I wanted to do. He should already know that. I assume he should already know what I expect or she should already know what I expect. That is child's play. I think with your shitty family members, you should separate yourself, create some distance and space. And when they start asking why, be real. Tell them how you feel and be gentle and be real. And let me know how it goes with Uncle Frank. Tell him to pay rent finally. Um, Coltrane tattoos. How do you get on your show? I, I don't know. Are you a tattoo artist? Tattoo redo? I I don't know. You're gonna have to show me your pro. <laughs> I really wanted to say penis, but I wanted to also like work to the height of my intelligence and. Uh, then I was going to switch it to portfolio and somehow pro came out because my brain still wanted me to say penis. I am not in charge right now of getting anybody onto the show. We're just hoping everybody enjoys it and we get a, a season two. So thank you for expressing your your desire to be on the show. Um, 10 years of failure is how I got on. Well, 15 years of failure, if you want to count it all. Good luck. Majawa 1996. Would you rather be... Oh, no, we already answered this question last time. Okay. Um, Sir Brez, how young is too young? I... Uh, what? Uh, I don't know. Like, too young to... I, I want to not answer that question. You know, I, I think that, that you're setting me up for for jail time. You know, I'm not into young guys. And if a couple of these questions are copies, that is my fault because I thought that we went through all of these and I, I identified the ones that we did on the pe- previous Dr. P's. I don't, think, I don't think we have any copies. I'm pretty sure we identified all the ones that we already did. But too young, um, it sounds like you're trying to incriminate yourself or you're trying to project because maybe you're involved in a scenario where you think it might be too young. 
you know it's too young if you're asking a question of a comedian and podcaster how young is too young. I don't like young guys. I'm not an educator for a reason. You know, I I want to be taught a few things and kind of manhandled, and a boy can't do that. Let your dad know. Logan Weatherly, what's your favorite movie? That depends on the time, the day, my mood. It's all about the mood. And I have so many favorite movies. I mean, Ace Ventura, Dumb and Dumber, Beetlejuice, The Fly. The Thing is probably one of my all-time favorite movies. Not the 1950s version, but John Carpenter's The Thing. I've watched probably the most. Jurassic Park. Those two movies, just for me, for some reason, when I saw them, emotionally, it must have really, I must have been with my dad or somebody I really love. It must have been a fun time. I, I truly believe our favorite things in life are wrapped up around the emotions that we experience when we are experiencing them at the time. So I must have been having a really good time when I saw these movies, but they're also really dope movies. Uh, I love classics and sci-fi movies like Blade Runner, I think is cool. I love really vision, vision, uh, visionary movies, movies that are just unique and uh, scary. I love scary movies. The Cell with J-Lo and Vince Vaughn is really dope. It's a, it's a sleeper. Some of you out there might know what I'm talking about, but check out The Cell. Arachnophobia. That's why I did ba- uh, Bam, Bong and Movie, because I just love movies so much. And I love the Mary J. And we combined them. And we recently just watched Arachnophobia, which I regretted getting stoned and watching a movie about spiders. Everyone yelled at me. They were like, what are you doing to us? I didn't think it through. I never claimed to, to say that I think things through all the time. But movies for me, they truly were an escape. And they still are a little bit. It's hard for me. And my ADD and grief I'm learning are combating for my attention, ironically. And <laughs> some days I just choose to ignore both of them, which works out sometimes in my favor and sometimes it doesn't. But movies for me were such an escape as a kid. I think growing up in the area I grew up with uh, in there wasn't a lot going on besides the New York State Fair, which, let's be real, is pretty popping. If you know the New York State Fair, if you're from the tri-state area, you know what I'm talking about. Butter sculpture? Hello. The Midway with all the rides? Hi and bye. I'll be there until midnight till we shut this puppy down. The food? The fried peanut butter and jelly sandwich and Oreos? High heart disease? Oh my God, I almost fucking burned my nose here. I think I did. I smell burning hair. I just love movies. There's something really beautiful in the in the filmmaking artistry that goes into creating a whole world. You know, it, it for me it's it's one of my favorite pastimes like at night. I just can't wait to pop in a movie, but lately it's kind of hard to focus. I don't know if you guys feel that way too when you pop in a movie and you're like, oh, let me check my phone. Oh, let me go in the other room and see what I needed to get. And then you go in the other room, you're like, why did I come in this room? And you go into the other room to get something else and then you bring it and put it in the other room and then you leave that room and then you go get the original thing you thought you needed and then you forgot that you threw it out two weeks earlier. Anyone else? (laughs) Just me? Okay. Did I answer the question? Um, Rogue MMS 2018. When is Tattoo having more episodes? Absolutely love the show. Ah, I don't know. I'm supposed to be finding out this week. I, you guys will be one of the first to know. 
But hopefully we're going to get a couple more seasons. Apparently everyone binged it. And the question, the first things that messages I started to get were how much they loved the show, how much they loved watching. And, and then the other messages were we binged. And now the messages are where's season two. So Netflix is going to have to figure it out. Girl, you got to you got to figure it out because these people are ready for it. Drop clip drop. Drop it, Chris. I'm sorry. I, I thought it said drop clip. I read it fast. I need to read slower. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> Zelp Zeppelin 18. Is that like in Led Zeppelin? As in Led Zeppelin? One of my favorite bands. I want to start microdosing. Any links or info you could recommend for a beginner? Microdosing with what? There's a lot of things you can microdose with. Uh, I microdose with edibles and mushrooms. I, I microdose with mushrooms almost every day. It's a part of my morning r- routine. My morning routine is about four hours long. It includes meditation, journaling, mushrooms, um, a little bit of flick in the bean. I'm just kidding. Um, reading, crosswords, Italian lessons. Do I sound like a nerd? Am I, am I becoming less attractive as I list this off? I also work out and we'll do emails. That takes me about four hours, all of that. And the one thing I will say, because I'm not an expert when it comes to psilocybin and psychedelics and all of that, because I have only microdosed. Well, I've, my, I haven't had full trips. I'm not ready for it yet. I, I am an overthinker and I am a planner. So probably something I'll learn when I trip to stop thinking and planning so much. <laughs> but microdosing, I have done for the better half of a year and a half now. And you know, edibles are something I microdose with as well. But when it comes to psilocybin, it works as like uh, renalin, how renalin like focuses people with ADD. Mushrooms do that to me. And I don't quite know the science and I can't wait to get somebody on here who's an expert. Um, my cannabis lawyer, actually, Ariel Clark, who is responsible for helping of the sale of my dispensary she has agreed to come on to the podcast and discuss this very subject so we can talk about that with her but links i would check out one of my best friends jackie stang has a company called meat delic which is a psychedelic company that is on instagram it's called meat delic at meat delic on instagram and they have tons of information. I'll add it into the show notes of this episode. I keep itching my nose. I don't do cocaine. There's just a loose, there's a, there's a rogue hair. <laughs> I will add Meat Delic's information, but I can tell you, low and slow. Respect the medicine, respect the plant, respect what it can do and the benefits that you can reap from it. I always go low and slow with everything. It's just... I mean, for the most part, unless I'm, you know, unless I have a relapse off of dating assholes, you know, I'm not the only one who can, who can have a bad day. You know, we slip up once in a while, but for the most part, you know, it comes, it, it it comes to you when it's meant to, you know, as far as like getting a little bit deeper into psilocybin and increasing your milligrams and all of that. That's how I view it. You know, I'm, I'm. I'm somebody who likes to take my time and get to know someone. And right now, Shrooms and I are dating. You feel me? He's not getting in the butt yet. I've learned this lighter sets me on fire. He's not getting in the booty. He's got to earn it. 
So I'm dating the shrooms. But check out Meat Delic. I'll put it in the show notes. Tuna. Tuna Kakler. Tuna Kakler. What's your favorite Netflix series? You know, it depends. It's just like my favorite movie. It depends on my mood. There's been so many good ones. I thought You was really great. I also, I loved 13 Reasons Why. I absolutely could not have survived losing my mom without Schitt's Creek. I have watched this season three times, all seasons three times, the show three times, and I'm actually just starting my fourth round. (laughs) And I've read that that's something that people with anxiety do because it makes them feel comfort, and I definitely have a lot of anxiety. So to be continued and gone into deeper on my grief survival guide episode, I honestly, you know, Shit's Creek just, it's so funny. It's so well written. It honestly, it's one of those shows where you watch it again and you find new things to laugh at. It, it, the characters are just amazing and <laughs> I honestly it, it's it, I feel like I'm with a friend so it's definitely um a show that got right into my soul at the time I needed it to and it's it's an amazing amazing cast and just written so well uh honestly I, you guys got to check it out if you haven't watched it but also Breaking Bad these are you know some of these are older shows I feel like you watch Netflix and there's so many things that you watch and you just watch and you're like, I don't even know what the fuck, what, what, what was the name of that show? There's so many shows I've watched. I'm like, I, you know, when I get this question, I'm like the show with the people and the thing. Cause I watched seven of them last week, but Shit's Creek definitely makes me laugh out loud. It's just, excuse me. I have a little acid reflex here. Uh, okay. Let's move on. Rosalita's 2005. How are you? How are you today? I'm great. I feel great today. I've gotten some really good sleep. I started taking magnesium uh, citrate regularly, L-theanine. I got my B vitamins. I got my Reservatol. You know, I'm listening to all the podcasts, taking all the vitamins. <laughs> and I feel great. I literally feel great. Unicorn Jess, why is my one, one-year-old obsessed with my belly button? Maybe he thinks it's your vagina and he's trying to get back in the womb. And that's a compliment to your vagina. God bless. Kai Aarons. Tammy Wynette versus Loretta Lynn. Kai is one of my best friends out here in LA. And I don't even know Tammy Wynette, Kai. I'm going to have to go with Loretta Lynn. I don't know Tammy Wynette. And Kai is also, he's an artist, but he's also an amazing musician and just has such great musical taste. He introduced a song to me that I introduced to everybody else because it's that great of a song and it's Queen and it's called Cool Cat and I'm gonna I, I just I, am I gonna get in trouble if I play a little bit of the song I'm just gonna play a little bit of the song because you'd never know it was Queen you really would never know you gotta listen to it And that's all you get to hear because the rest of it's going to cost me $20,000. I, so that's, you got to check out that song. 
queen cool cat put it on when you're driving or when you're chilling in your backyard or when your wife leaves for, for work or when your husband leaves for work and just let it let it let it take you let it transport you Anbu Tenzo what's your favorite tattoo redo so far well we only did a handful of them on the show I think we did six or seven I think my favorite was probably god there were so many different ones Twig did a really great alien on that girl's forearm where she had the lipstick the 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 dog the dog penis lipstick tattoo he I think that was one of my favorites just the colors and his line work and how creative he is when it comes to creating almost like a 3d image I thought that was a really beautiful redo and if you haven't seen the show I'm sorry to spoil it for you um Terry Wayne Christ what was in that blunt oh on Rogan Oh man, Ping Trip did it again. He did another hilarious mashup of Rogan and I getting stoned, and I still don't know what was in that blunt. Magic mushrooms. We definitely we got shot to another galaxy, for sure. Phantom of the Opera 01. What are your thoughts about Aussie guys asking for a friend? Well, it doesn't matter now. It sounds like you guys have a curfew. It sounds like you guys are locked inside. That's bogus. I've dated a couple Aussie guys. I used to bartend in New York at Puffy's Tavern. Check it out. It's on Hudson and Harrison in Tribeca. Tell Charlie Gariga I sent you. He's the owner of the bar. I used to bartend there in this and it was all financial guys. It was, you know, at this kind of north of the financial district in New York City. And all these guys would come in in their suits and their ties and, you know, with all their coworkers and they would bro the fuck out. You know, Jack, shots of Jaeger and Bud Light or Jack and Coke, like just the most basic boy you could imagine. And there was this one Australian dude who used to come in and remember his name. I'm not going to say it because I don't know what his life is like now and I don't need to blow his spot up more than the wildfires have blown up his hometown. Was that too? Was that too real? He was so cute and he used to like you know when you just like look at each other it's just that like cute flirty side eye and you catch each other I love that I love that like flirty thing that happens in the beginning it's just so magical isn't it it makes you tingle everywhere Mm. this isn't the fun drink the fun drinks over here oh there's a hair in my is that mine I hope that's mine we used to flirt from across the bar and I loved it I loved every minute of it and he had a girlfriend and you know I never I was like dude flirting is fine I'm not trying to home wreck I'm not saying I haven't done that I've done that in my past and I regret it because it was just cruel but you know it's my 20s what are you gonna do 18 20 young bitch you just make dumb decisions that's neither here nor there but with this particular Aussie I I just thought he was so cute but I didn't want you know I was his girlfriend used to come in so I was like I'm not messing around with this and then they broke up and it was game on like Donkey Kong. We only hooked up once. Uh, I don't know why I had to make it seem like we were, you know, banging behind the bar after it closed. But to answer your question, I think Aussie guys are cool. You guys are fun, smart. I think your accents are cute. You're usually outdoorsy. You know, that's not a knife. I, I'm all about a crocodile Dundee. I really am. I'm all about it. So... I, I'm here for. I'm here for the Aussies. I just hope you get out of your houses soon. 
Derek Rocks. I literally was going to read it like D Rocks. Derek Rocks, 514. Do you have tattoos? How long have you been a comedian? What is this, a first date? Uh, also, did, did you, what are you doing here that you don't know any of this, sir? Do I have tattoos? I, 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 so many people have drawn on me. I'm the host of a show called Tattoo D, D2. <laughs> R2D2. Nanu, Nanu. Uh, I'm just, I'm just busting your balls, bud. Not like I expect you to know who I am. I've been doing stand up for almost, for about 20 years now. It's from the moment I got on stage. You know, the first time I set foot on stage, I was 19. And I'll be, I'll be, I was just going to say I'm going to be 19 this year. This is a really good joint. I'm going to be 39 this year, which is just so crazy. How does that happen? I don't know. I really don't understand how fast that happens. But yeah, I've been doing comedy for about 20 years, man. And I have 13, 14 tattoos. Uh, They're all over me. My tattoos are everywhere. And I plan to get more. I love tattoos so much. Bray4334, can I be your boyfriend? No, 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 no. I'm the woman from Get Out. No, 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 no. You can't be my boyfriend. It shouldn't be that easy where you can just slide into my Dr. Peluso Q's and A's and just ask to be my boyfriend. How dare you? How dare you? Rude. Rude. No, but I appreciate your confidence. Look, let me tell you something. There are women like me who are very strong, independent, uh, financially independent, and existentially independent people who need a strong man. And what I will say is that half of the battle is just shooting your shot. More often than not, women will respond either with get the fuck out of my face or they'll be intrigued and continue to talk to you and both of those avenues you should follow getting the fuck out of her face or you know continue to shoot your shot but someone like me who's a strong woman and you know so much of what I do requires me to take initiative I, I I like a man in my relationship to be Dominant, not in a negative way. Just I, I like to be able to sit back and not produce. For me, that's the balance I need. And so, when someone like this being like, "Can I be your boyfriend?" That, I'm just telling you that that's a good attitude to have. But you can't slide in my DMs and ask to be my boyfriend. That's not how it works. It's a much longer process. I need a hair sample, DNA sample. I need to know all the houses you lived with, and I need all the phone numbers of your ex girlfriends and your mom's blood type. But there's just a few things I need in order to push this push this a little further and it's going to be a hard pass it's a hard pass bray but godspeed luigi puligi luigi pugili skigi <laughs> sounds like an italian venereal disease luigi puligi skigi and luigi pogoliki's best pickup line you've been hit with i don't really I don't really get pickup lines. There, there, nothing really stands out to me about pickup lines that I have received. I'm like, oh my god, that one was so good. Do you want a ticket to my vagina monologue? Um, I think the best pickup line a guy can have is to ask 
a question, any question, you know, something that can further the conversation. Just ask a question and be genuine and authentic in the question. Like Bray, can I be your boyfriend? Very genuine, very authentic, very bold. Be bold and authentic and curious. That's your best pickup line. Not, is that a mirror in your pocket? Because I can see myself in your pants. That's from Night at the Roxbury. Remember Night at the Roxbury, Chris Kattan and Will Ferrell? Oh my God. The 90s comedies were ridiculous. Ridiculous. All the movies that Saturday Night Live put out, just so many productions with funny people. I mean, Tommy Boy, Black Sheep, uh, Night at the Roxbury, um, Molly Shannon. Remember that character? What was that character she used to play? Uh, Superstar. What was her name? I can't. You guys are probably yelling at me right now. So it was like a, the, the Catholic school girl. <laughs> so funny. Are you kidding me? Oh, Ottomans. Ottomans. I honestly, I just, just the best. The best 90s movies. But that's, I remember that pickup line. You know, boo, boo. You know what that's the sound of? Boo. Boo! It's the sound of an ambulance coming to take me away because the sight of you made my heart stop. Boo! <laughs> I mean, why do I remember this? I can't remember the periodic element table, but I can remember that line from Night at the Roxbury. Way to go, brain. Slam dunk on that factoid. Terry Wayne Christ said, Marry me. Nope. Uh, I think we already discussed that. Um, Jake B. 87. Would you date a younger guy? No. And there's nothing against younger guys. I just don't want to show you guys things. I don't want to teach. I am not an educator. Like I said earlier, I want an older guy. I I would date Michael Keaton. (laughs) Honestly, David Bautista, Brad Pitt, and Michael Keaton are on my list right now. And that's a real widely cast net. One is enormous, an enormous Floridian with tattoos from, you know, his head to his toes, who looks like he eats a full bison a day. And the other is the pretty boy of Hollywood, Angelina, Angelina Jolie's ex, which I don't know, like, is that a healthy thing? Like, I don't know if I should date, if you'd want to date the ex of a woman like Angelina Jolie because she's definitely a hundred percent without a doubt a witch and I don't know if I'd want to be involved in that kind of voodoo you feel me I don't know you're you're playing with fire if you date any one of Angelina Jolie's exes that's just that food for thought but younger guy no and Michael Keaton I mean he could be my dad and I asked Whitney Cummings, I go, is it strange I think Michael Keaton is hot or that I want to date Michael Keaton? And she says younger guys. Whitney says younger guys. And I, I like old, I've always liked older guys. Not like old, old, but I've always liked older men. And, you know, there might be something to it psychologically because my father wasn't the most emotionally available individual. So I'm sure there is a pathos there of me... Uh, uh, needing to fulfill an emotionality, an emotional connection that I never really got as a kid. But I don't want to date da- like dads, even though you go on my Instagram and I'm just like, send this to your dad. 
Here I am being like, I don't want to date dads. Meanwhile, all I'm doing is telling everyone to tell their dad about me. If that's not the pot calling the kettle, dad, I don't know what is. You know? It's just... I, I, I like guys who have their shit together. I like people who have their shit together. All my friends reflect that. All my friends are people who have their shit together, who are considerate, who encourage and who challenge. And that's why I, that's why I like in a relationship. I think a lot of times we get into a relationship with someone who's lesser than us because it makes us feel better about ourselves. And I don't need that. I want to feel. I want to be with someone who's, who makes me better. I like to be challenged. I like to be surrounded by people who can teach me something where I can grow. I think I'm always in an acquisition position in my life. I love to acquire new information. I love to have breakthroughs about myself and epiphanies and realizations about behavioral patterns that haven't served me. And I love to incorporate lessons I've learned into my life and and help my friends with that as well. So when it comes to dating, I realize in my past... I the pre, obviously the people you date are a reflection of your self-worth and I always struggled with self-worth and I think it was definitely derivative of you know the things I've endured the, the you know rape and, and loss and all of that definitely will leave an impact and imprint on you that will make it probably emotionally difficult in the developmental department so I think for me now having come on the other side of so much loss and trauma and grief i have found a new love for myself a new respect and appreciation for everything i've been through and it's also made me feel a new level of security and confidence and have the ability to say no and start to date people who haven't you know robbed every single bank (laughs) there's only two people three people who will understand that joke (laughs) but it takes a long time to come to a place where you know you finally you want to date somebody who you are worthy of and who's worthy of you and someone who reflects all the work you've put into yourself to get on the other side of so much pain. You know, a lot of us are very unwilling to look in the mirror and deconstruct ourselves to find the thing that's keeping us from achieving and growing, the thing that's holding us back. We don't really want to chip away and find out what that is. It takes a lot of work and a lot of self-awareness, a willingness to grow. And it's fucking painful, man. I've talked about it on the podcast. It ain't easy being Dr. P, fake doctor to the people, PhD and THC. You know, it's not that easy. It's come with a lot of hard epiphanies. And so funny when you get, I don't know if you guys, you ever have an epiphany and you're like, oh, it just takes the breath out of you. But you're also like, damn that's why okay fuck me you know 
I think those epiphanies are amazing and helpful and beautiful and they're difficult. So I feel very fortunate that I'm in a place where I'm accepting them going duly noted and making a change. You know, it's, it's, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about in life is, you know, really facing the things that are broken in you and accepting them for being broken things, but also putting an effort in to repair them. You know, the reparation of your soul takes a toll and it takes a long time. It takes a lot of resources and we're not really in a society where we're accepting of it, accepting of the things we need to do to heal. So I think, you know, it's like that pottery, it was a Chinese pottery. When they, when they break, they fill the cracks with gold. What the heck, those blue and white jars. I can't, I'm trying to Google it and see what it's called. Um, You guys know what I'm talking about with the gold Chinese pottery with gold. This is what I need my, um, assistant for um kintsugi kintsugi is when they take the gold and put it in the cracks and basically make something beautiful out of something broken and that's that's the plight of life we're all broken things and broken things can still be beautiful it's it's the glue that puts those pieces back together that that is the beautiful stuff of life and it's it's the hardest thing to get your hands on because you have to be willing to take your hands out of your pockets and actually do the work. But a lot of motherfuckers are lazy. They want to have excuses. So many excuses. I got this, but then there's things and the wind was strong that day and my I had a I had a lazy eye. We will find so many reasons to not take care of business. We will find every reason we can find to not do the thing. And then, we, and then we just wonder why things aren't going our way. Well, because you're not going anyway but backwards. You're walking on, you're like on a, a treadmill walking backwards. You, you have everything you need to, to work out. You're still making it harder for yourself. Let me know how that goes. It's going to be a hard, long ride. It's always somebody else's fault, right? You know what you have to do? You can keep saying that. But just do me a favor. Go stand in front of a mirror and say it and look at yourself while you're saying it. Then you'll find out whose fault it really is. And then change. Change it, turn the page again. Whatever the song is. Is that Rolling Stones? You just have to change. And no, it's not easy, but you can do it. You can do it. You have to. Or stay the same and be miserable. But do me a favor, stay home. That's a real virus. Misery. Ugh. God, stay home. (laughs) No, you actually should get out of your house and get some sunshine because you're probably just miserable because you're low on vitamin D. You're probably a little low on vitamin D. That's all that's going on. You know, I I honestly, I think you have everything you need within you to make the change. You just have to want to. The desire is half of the fucking battle. And... You know, I, I feel I just was having this conversation yesterday. I was with Chris Franjola. We were doing shows in San Diego. And, you know, he was like, damn, you, you've literally been 
through hell. I said, you know, I just feel like a boxer taking hits. I feel like I'm in the ring, like, oh, oh. And he made a reference to a Rocky movie, of course, because every guy loves Rocky. And he said, I'm basically the boxer in the beginning of the movie that's just getting fucked up, that Rocky is fucking up. That's me in life for the past few years with losing my dad and my mom and everything. And I, I take a kick in and I keep on licking what comes first? What comes first, the kicking? Or no, it's not licking. It's ticking. Take a kick and keep on ticking. I can't think of the fucking phrase. Carlin, hush up. I'm trying to think of a phrase. I'm a little stoned. Taking a licking and keeps on ticking. god that's hilarious it really really is funny oh man you just have to find the thing your why find your why and sometimes your why is on the other side of some really dark stuff your purpose lies on the other side of pain and pain can be manipulated into purpose and once you do that it's so freeing it's so it's such a selfless way to live and you feel so needed and you know from this place of contribution you're able to give back to people who you care about people who've helped you during your your hard times and I'm finding that my purpose is becoming deeper than I ever dreamed and I'm really looking forward to creating some content and tangible things for people to use and to help their own healing. And that's, that's essentially, I am somewhat of a healer. Not like, you know, <laughs> you're going to come in my house and I'm like, girl, you in danger. Like Who- Whoopi Goldberg from ghost. I'm not that type of a healer, but I do believe that there is healing through stand up comedy through laughter. You know, they say laughter is the best medicine and humor heals. And I think, you know, I was a born healer. I was born into a chaotic household and I, f- I had to create an environment for my sister and I. So we were separated from the chaos that my parents were in- involved in with themselves and their somewhat tumultuous relationship. So I was born with a purpose to create a, a fun environment. My sister was my first audience member and I've carried that on into a career and now it's like, well, what's next? What's the evolution of a stand-up comedian? You know, I'll always do stand-up comedy. It's my bread and butter and it's not only that, it's my calling. Check me out on my wide open tour. I'll be at a city near you, jessiemay.com. And I'm also going to be on tour with Carly Aquilino. Our podcast, is it coming out today? It's coming out this week. Girl will be available on Patreon only. G-Y-R-L, giving you real life. Carly Aquilino and I. Um... You know, my purpose has evolved into a deeper calling and it's evolving every day as I evolve. And I want to utilize what I've learned during the hardest times of my life and share it with you guys. So I'm excited to dig deeper into that. But still, you know, doing this stuff, doing the podcast and, and touring and, you know, smoke weed every day, have a good time and bring joy to people. I still want to do that. I also have other endeavors that I am embarking on. I can't wait to share with you guys, but right now we can just wallow in 
the graces of the things that are coming to us. The girl podcast. I also am doing a podcast with Mike Tully that will be out. It should be out today, which is tomorrow, but today in podcasting world and tattoo redo. I will let you know if we get a season two, put that out in the universe. Even though I asked you guys to put good vibes out in the universe when both my parents were sick and you guys know how that turned out. (laughs) You did this to us. What the fuck? There's fruit flies in this goddamn place. I honestly am so excited that I've actually achieved some goals during a really difficult year. And the other day I sat down and I always write down my goals for the year, you know, and I also have like a larger goal list and I have it written down on the side of my refrigerator and I look at it every day. But yesterday I reviewed my goals from a couple years ago, you know, and and rewrote my list because goals sometimes don't align as, as time and different events arise. Your goals can shift and pivot. So I rewrote a couple. I got rid of a couple that no longer served me and I wrote some new ones and I looked back at the things I achieved and I, it, it's so interesting. Sometimes you have your head down, digging your heels into the dirt so much that you sometimes forget to enjoy the fruits of your labor And I think I've done that. I think I've been guilty of that for sure because I just want to get, 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 keep going, achieve, achieve, achieve. And sometimes it's nice to just stand back and be like, oh, damn, I did. I did the damn thing. Okay, And that's kind of a moment I had yesterday where I just went back and looked at my goals and wrote some new shit down. And I did write Brad Pitt as my husband and Michael Keaton as my mister. So your girl is on a path to abundance (laughs) you know and I hope you guys are too it's just around the corner you only have to put on your sneakers and leave the fucking house get out of your house which was not advice that my dear friend and fellow healer leo flowers told me he didn't tell me to get out of the house i'm not the person that needs to be told that he told me to sit my ass down because i do too much you know it goes both ways you can do too much or not enough but if you're doing not enough the answer is simple put on your shoes put on your big girl panties like my mom used to say and go fucking deal with it or it will deal with you and no one will want to deal with you then So, in conclusion, oh, I wanted to uh, say to Slim Jim Timson, he asked me last, the first part of this Dr. Peluso series, to why I hadn't contribute to Fart Fridays. And if you guys watched my Instagram last week, uh, you saw that I contribute to Fart Fridays myself. You're welcome. And I'll repost them this week just because i know you want to see them i got you i also want to apologize for my new jersey shows anybody who came out to my new jersey shows i had to deal with some family stuff and unfortunately had to cancel my shows at jenks and bird and betty's i apologize i'm so so sorry something came up i had to deal with last minute and i appreciate you guys going out and supporting marty um anybody who wanted to get their tickets you guys can come to another show anytime and you just email me, jessiemaypelusocomedy at gmail, and we will get you another show ticket for sure. And, um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's just a matter of rolling with the punches. 
Sometimes you get punched, you gotta sit down. And I had to sit down last week, so thank you guys for your support. Come see me live. Wide, my wide open tour has commenced. Uh, girl tour with Carly will be in New York. We're kicking off our podcast tour October 9th at the City Winery in New York City. And then also, we will be at a couple other city wineries. Just check out the girl tour. Check out my wide open tour. And put on your shoes and get the fuck out of your house. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.